Dun, 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 dun. I don't know what song that was, but that was not the Frasier song. That was pretty much perfect. They, there are a lot. There are like 40 different themes, but I've heard that one that you just did. Hello. Hi. This is uh, Toss Allison's Scrambled Eggs, <laughs> a Frasier podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's me, your host, mm-hmm. one of them, Diana. <laughs> And it's me, your other host, Dave. And this is episode something. I don't have my notes here. <laughs> it's the episode. It's a seven. I forgot we're episode. Uh, we're in the season seven. Mm-hmm. Episode seven. Ch- is- chime in. Chime in at any time. Seven oh seven. Seven eleven. Seven oh seven. Yep. A tsar is born. Oh yeah. I thought. I thought you were making like a joke. No, I was saying that the title of the episode. I thought you were like, 707, a star is born. No. Like, right now, like, because it's, like, one of those, like, number game things. Like, you're, um, you know, like, a, a, you know, like, you make a wish when it's all, like, 333 or 1111. Oh, yeah. 707, a star is born. <laughs> Every day, it's 707, a star is born. Mm-hmm. It's not even a star. It's not star. No, it's czar. Czar. Yeah, or czar. Czar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us about the opening things. Uh, so. it's a monorail. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Mm-hmm. Looking good there, a little train. <laughs> I like that it used the uh, monorail in this episode and not in the episode that featured the monorail. Didn't exist then. No. No, this episode, I'm getting used to these episode numbers, but I'm mm-hmm. really excited because it's 2158 and I like the even number. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I think I liked last week's too and it was 59. It was. It was I, that. I don't know why I would like that. I don't know. And then who's that writer? The writer is Charlie Hawk. This is one of only two episodes he will ever write for oh, Frasier. Yeah. This is the first one. Also, I just want to say because... There've been there's been some I've been sort of jokingly negative in the past on Twitter. I want to put out a sincere hope for a quick recovery for Kevin Smith, a f- fellow Fraser enthusiast. Uh, he had a heart attack the other day. I hope he is doing fine. I hope he gets better soon. So, so uh, all right. Here we are in a totally different cafe. <laughs> what? Cafe. Hello there. The internet cafe nervosa. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because they got some phone jacks up in there. Yeah. This place is getting jacked. Yeah, you can I'm actually. Sorry. <laughs> you can actually dial up into your internet now. And also your home. Well, well, yes. Because yeah. this is your home now. When you go online, you're never leaving again. Uh-huh. Your whole life has changed. Don't, don't ever do it. <laughs> I mean, or do, because this is how you listen to the podcast. <laughs> so please, thank you. I just think it's really interesting watching this. Like, this is, this seems like such a major, like, societal, like, shift in this moment. Oh, yeah. In this episode. Cafe Nervosa got telephone lines so you can bring your laptop and connect to the internet. Like, yep. it's ruining like- all cafes forever. <laughs> Hello, jerk that's been there for five hours, like, sipping the one coffee. Oh, people did that anyway. Like, 
I went to cafes around this time that didn't have internet access. People still just went and hung out there for hours on end. Now, I feel like they need those, you know what cafes need? Kind of like with the short line at the grocery store, you know, like 10 items or less. Mm-hmm. They're like one hour or less or 30 minute table. Well, a lot of them do have that. They'll have tables that'll say like that you can't like it'll there'll be a sign that says like you can't stay more than I'm a certain like, amount of time. I like hanging out in a cafe and like, you know, being there. I like I'm a person that like just, you know, enjoys the atmosphere of mm-hmm. like a cafe or like a restaurant. I don't want to be rushed. Mm-hmm. I don't like a rushed experience. But I also know like if the place is really crowded, I cannot sit there comfortably mm-hmm. unless I buy a lot of stuff. Sure. So it's funny. I realize, like, I feel like a long time ago we were talking about how like we like dim sum, like an entire table <laughs> full of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like a long time ago we we're in an episode we were talking about wanting to be regulars at a place and like we've just never done that. And I realized I was a regular at a cafe in Belfast, Maine for a very brief period of time where like the people that the other people that went there regularly knew me we i would just talk to random people and that like because i knew them as people at the cafe you and talk or, to random people they're just trying to study no 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 like, like hey, i'd up? end up in conversations with other regulars because we got to know each well, other did you talk to them on their dial-up internet i did not i did not but at the time and that, that was only like two years after this episode i was on like my my cable internet and, and yeah, cause, you just because that's one of the only things. You brought the cable all the way from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really, really long. Yeah, but no, I just think it's an important thing to point out. So it? this is the same thing, and will be forever be the argument about the internet. Yeah. Uh-huh. This so. <laughs> hmm. Just you're agreeing noise. <laughs> so yeah, Fraser's just like, oh, it's so impersonal, you know. What? About- What's so impersonal? Because we didn't say what's happening. Oh, Roz is, you know, internet dating. Mm-hmm. And we have seen this already a little bit mm-hmm. with Daphne and Donnie where she was IMing him. Right, right. But they didn't meet online. No, they didn't. So, yeah, Roz is trying to meet someone mm-hmm. online. And, like, Fraser's big thing is, like, it's so impersonal. Mm-hmm. What about, like, meeting someone face-to-face? Like, yeah. you don't have this eye contact. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is so... What This is our culture now. Yeah. This is just 100% the only way... I, which is not to say you can't meet someone at a party. You right, can't right, meet right. someone at a bar. You can't meet someone at the grocery store. Or any weird ways that you run into people. Yeah. That's always going to be a thing, too. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like this thing I, I saw on Twitter where somebody found a stat that showed that like 50% of all mar- more than 50% of all marriages in the last year started online, mm-hmm. which means that the robots have finally begun breeding us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like most were put together by an algorithm. I mean, we met online. Yeah, I know. I'm saying like we it was it's internet marketing and like but i was writing on twitter actually about how dave and i met and it was really so many things had to align perfectly oh yeah Mm -hmm. like because we both like this band that both of us shouldn't have even known or known about i feel right it was pretty much by luck that either one of us either of us knows about it so the fact that both knew that like he's kind of it sounds Crazy. really pretentious, but it's just like, well, they're a Dallas-based band, but when I lived in Dallas, I didn't listen to them. I right. bought the CD 
for whatever weird compulsion at a used it was at one this used cd store yeah so how did it get there uh-huh. and why did i buy it like this wasn't a band that i knew about i for right. some reason was like i think i like this band mm-hmm. or i know this band for some reason i just bought it on a whim and got super into it yeah Dave knows this band, you know, you learned about it from someone else online. Yeah, like, so I was living in a small town in Maine. I didn't know anybody at the time. And so all of my friends were people I talked to online. I knew this one guy that lived in Texas who was friends with this band. And when I moved to Boston, I happened to find out that they happened to be playing a show here the week that I moved here. So he, like, called up the singer and was like, Hey, put this guy in the list in Boston. And I went and I really enjoyed it. I had never listened to their music before that day. Uh, he had just talked about them a lot. And I was like, all right, I guess they happen to be here. Why don't I go check them out? And they ended up becoming one of my favorite bands. And so, like, the we met because of them. And, like, yeah, neither one of us, like, they weren't a mainstream thing. Neither one of us found out about them in a, like, typical way that you find out about music yeah it's not like we were both like super into tool or something (laughs) right we're like yeah we met on the tool forum right super into stink fest and like (laughs) talking about that that's not like what happened right and i I just think that so many aspects of us meeting just seem so magical because Mm -hmm. it seems like it shouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. oh by the way because i'm guessing we'll get the question it's the death davies is the band just in oh, case, just if anybody's they, wondering. We didn't need to say. No, we did. Why not? We did. Why not? No, we should shout them out because they're yeah, an excellent band. They're a great band. So yeah. the CD is um, Day of the Ray. Yeah. That's the one you bought. Yeah. It's, yeah. But all, all of their they're albums are really good. But that album is the one I bought. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. <laughs> Changed my life. Now here we are at the Internet Cafe. Here we are not talking about Frasier. Uh, again. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm sorry. I was really nostalgic today. So yeah. I just want to talk about it. Yeah. And hey, it's it's our it's our it's our show. It's our podcast. It's our podcast. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So oh I- oh yeah okay. So Martin comes in, mm-hmm. and we find out that Martin and Fraser have been kind of having a feud. Yeah, and so Martin just ignores Frasier yeah. is just talking to Roz. Yeah. Except for very pointed asides that are clearly meant for Frasier about like keeping in touch with family and caring about your family and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And then where he's going, you know, um Night Fishing. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. <laughs> good album to name. Yeah, yeah. That's that uh Coconut Records, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you knew exactly where I was going <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's going with Duke and, mm-hmm. and of course, Eddie, yeah. his family. Right. And just, like, kind of wa- wanders off. So we find mm-hmm. out what happened, mm-hmm. which is... Frazier didn't want to go to an awesome wedding. Yes! Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you agreed <laughs> with me. So, yeah, co- cousin uh, Dodie's wedding, which mm-hmm. had a Western theme. Yeah. So it was, like, Westworld. <laughs> Hopefully it was not a Westworld-themed wedding, because that... Or hopefully it was. Who knows? It, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge your taste. I I know it's gonna have sarsaparilla. Uh-huh. Uh huh. hundred percent. It's pronounced sarsaparilla. Oh right, right. Uh, so you gotta say you it right. Chili. Which one of us is from Texas? Come on. I'm not from I Texas. <laughs> I am so insulted. <laughs> I'm not I'm, from anywhere. <laughs> I'm just saying it was part of your story earlier. Oh sure, but I'm not from there. I know. I know and, it's really picky and like annoying. To be like, I'm not from there, but I'm not. I know, I know. I don't know the Texas things. 
I don't either. I only know it as a, like a thing from like goofy westerns where people order a sarsaparilla. Right. I like that you had a chili choice at this wedding, which was mild or kick-ass. Mm-hmm. You don't get any medium at this no, wedding. No, no. That's the thing. I want a medium. I don't, like, I'm okay with a little bit of spiciness, but, like, I'm not one of those people that when it comes to eating spicy food is like, look at this. Look how hot the thing is I can eat. My face is melting off, and that makes me better than you. Because, like, some people, that seems to be the attitude. And I I've like to enjoy my food. I do like yeah. spice, yeah. but... Yeah, but, like, I want some. I want a little bit. I yeah, like well, bit. maybe there's some kind of hot sauce on the side. Maybe. There's got to be hot sauce at a Western yeah, thing. Yeah, it's going to be ghost pepper, They don't have ghost peppers and they were stomach. still in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. They just created ghost peppers very recently. They just evolved. No, but I feel like they weren't really a thing until recently. I feel like that, yeah, they were... Like, there were people, they might have been around and they might have been food with ghost peppers, but it's like only the people that were in the know had it. Now it's like super popular. Yeah. It's like people that were like missed their chance to be like one of the early people that got into craft beer. They were like, well, what's the thing, specialized thing that I'm going to get into? hot sauce and that's when they started finding ghost peppers like they they've always been around but i feel like that's when it became like that you, yeah you gotta call in the person to do the seance to find the ghost <laughs> right peppers. of course of course of course you gotta be very careful not to put any sage in your hot sauce mm-hmm. or the ghost pepper will be just gone it'll mm-hmm. it'll be exercised from your hot sauce and you just get some mild sauce now you just get a mild sage sauce when you used to have an extremely hot hot sauce right then you added some sage Mm-hmm. Some burnt sage in there, and then exercised it. This anyway, is a very good, very good. <laughs> um, so now we find out that Fraser's super psyched to, to go home and watch his favorite show. I mm-hmm. feel like there's another connection here. Well, well, okay. First, so we find out that there's cousin, cousin Dodie's wedding, but oh, yeah, yeah. Niles and Fraser said they couldn't go because of a th- there was a conference at the therapist guild. Oh, right. Except there is no, no therapist, therapist guild, guild. Which okay, uh, I, and I that excuse isn't that important except that i want to bring up something that raj says here yeah because she's the one that realizes there's no therapist guild Mm -hmm. then real then she says wait didn't you go to a therapist guild conference for alice's last birthday Mm -hmm. alice was born at the end of season five we're in the first half of season seven they definitely went to one of her birthdays well i don't know that they did but when she says last birthday she was born a year and a half ago She's only had one birthday. Well, it's weird because they talked about that birthday. Yeah. Well, I guess he didn't go because he was at the therapist guild. I guess. I guess. It just, my issue is with her her using the phrase. We don't really last, know. Last birthday. We don't know. It could have been her second birthday. But they've been, in recent seasons, have actually been really careful about that timeline. Alice is a year and a half old. This is another Alice. Oh, okay, okay. It's just her friend Alice, right? Who who her daughter was named after that mm-hmm. we've just never seen on the show or right, heard about. Right, right. Okay, okay. I got you. I'm with you. Okay, so uh, Fraser is super psyched to uh, watch Antiques Roadshow mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Niles. Mm-hmm. He's getting some like wine for mm-hmm. it and everything. Yep. Okay, let's talk about Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> One, Please. I haven't watched it in so long, mm-hmm. but it's still so good and amazing. The little chime noise. I want, I love that. Uh-huh. I love that. It's so good. I I feel like you're way more into it than I am, but um, I enjoy it whenever I watch okay. it. Okay. When you go and get an, a book autographed, written by like the people that are on Antiques Roadshow, uh-huh. yeah. 
Yeah, the, maybe you're into sorry, it. The people who are on Antiques Roadshow. Lee and Leslie Kino. Brothers, the, the, the Kino brothers—they're uh-huh. they're twins. Yeah, you don't—they're into furniture. I'm saying, don't hold back. On they thought your that I was into looking for antiques when I met them, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, how old were you at the time? I don't know, a teen. So, okay, I'm saying ballpark. Like when you say teen, mm, you mean I was like, working at the library then, so I must have been like 18. Okay, so. 18, An 18-year-old goes to get a book autographed by the Kino brothers. It's a pretty decent assumption that they oh, like yeah. antiques. Yeah, which like, I do, mm-hmm. but it's not like I go out and look for them. It was a brief period of time when I did because I thought I could like make it as like one of those people that like find stuff at like uh, like yard sales and like thrift stores and things and sells them on. Oh, eBay. what's that main show? Oh. The- <laughs> Downey's Dickerin. Downey's Dickerin. Yep, on the History Channel. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's what they want to be. uh, Not quite. No, not exactly that. (laughs) That's. You want to be like those um, other guy? It's tall, tall guy, Silver Fox, and then the other guy (laughs) with a beard. Uh, yeah. What is that show? American Pickers. American Pickers. Yes. Uh. Again, not quite, but closer to that. Right. Which one would you have been? One with the beard or the silver fox? Probably the silver fox. I mean, you have to be that. Your face is closer to his. I mean, yeah. I'm definitely, just in terms of I just like that everyone that has a beard has to be the other guy, and everyone else that doesn't have a beard has to be the other guy, because there's only two. Yeah. Or the really awesome lady that, like, sort of, like watches the I store. wish I could be that lady. Yes. Yes. Instead, I married her. So, uh, <laughs> but no, so like, I remember I went to this. So the one thing I got that I thought was my first really big, like find on that, that made me realize I don't know what I'm doing later. Mm-hmm. Um, was that I actually still have NES ET cartridge. <laughs> Some uh, like 500. Yeah. I found that, that pile in the desert. No, uh, I actually still have this. It's, I found a copy of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn that I thought was a first edition copy because based on certain things that I saw that are like how you can tell if something's a first edition copy. And it turns out what I had found was a first printing of a special edition one that came out the year after it was released. And instead of being worth like the $600 I spent like two bucks on instead of worth being worth like $600 it was worth maybe 10 so it's like oh I this is not my my first big find in this thing uh so I ended up just keeping it because I actually just enjoy the book so I think it's a good book so Uh, you lost eight dollars you could be selling that for 10 I did lose eight dollars except it's $8 that I would have wanted to spend on owning the book, and I probably would have spent more buying a new copy of the book that I enjoyed than mm-hmm. I, I lost not selling that $10 book. Come on, you have a business degree. Yeah, and so I know better than to sell the thing I bought for $2 no, so I can buy everything. it again at You 10. just sell everything. No, that's not how that works. You don't works. own anything, so that's you have to not... really embrace minimalism when you're a business person. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just hit my glasses on the uh on the microphone. Oh, I thought you just ram your whole face into it. No, just my glasses. 
Okay, so now we're at Frazier's apartment. Mm-hmm. I'm psyched for this uh-huh. episode. <laughs> Not only are they watching Antiques Roadshow, mm-hmm. it's taking place in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It is, yeah. A place that I'm very familiar with. Uh-huh. The place I would truly say I'm from. Right, you're more... This, this is interesting, actually, like the way this episode is going, because what, what we were talking about, and now you're we're actually talking about where you're from. Yeah. 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 Amish country. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I never really knew that when I lived there. Yeah. I guess I don't really think of it as Amish Like, country. I used to buy pretzels at, mm-hmm. like, this um, farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, an indoor, like, market where there were a bunch of different, like, stalls and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I knew that they were Amish people ran it mm-hmm. so the, so the whole market was amish no people or just... just the pretzel people were. oh okay 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 i thought you meant no mar- okay i mean but like there were definitely like you saw maybe there weren't amish maybe there are mennonites mm-hmm. well i mean i know there are a lot of amish people so it would make sense but, but... i don't i don't know i guess they could work in there yeah. i don't know really what i don't really know anything about being amish <laughs> right like what dictates like can they be doing anyway it was really good pretzels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i didn't really know anything yeah. about that like culturally yeah i yeah i don't really know anything about it either so i didn't but, really think about it when i lived there and again i didn't live in amish country so i wouldn't i know but i just didn't no one ever <laughs> people weren't like this is amish country you're uh-huh. living in the like, i just didn't think of it like that it was just like oh okay right well that's like like there's plenty of things i I feel like everybody has that those things that like they think are just super normal Mm -hmm. and then like they become an adult they move to a different place or whatever and they're like oh that's not everywhere that's that's not the thing that's everywhere it's not like i saw like people raising barns by me it's not like that where i lived in particular i think i saw amish people but it wasn't like i it wasn't like super common, but also mm-hmm. who knows? Right, but I'm saying like, I didn't go to a local market and get Amish pretzels. Yeah, because that wasn't a thing by me. That wasn't yeah. available. So I'm saying but, that's uh, what I mean. Pretzels are really popular in certain states. Like, uh, I think Pennsylvania, for whatever reason, they're really popular. A, I think it's a German thing. Yeah, and there's I a think lot it's of German. a German thing. So that's why. Yeah, because the only other place I can think of where it really had soft pretzels was in Germany. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there we go. Explained. I mean, Pennsylvania Dutch. And well, I wasn't going to say that. Oh. I was going to say the word pretzel. I don't know if it is German, but it sure sounds like it is. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Anyway. So Martin's talking about watching his game show. Yeah, yeah. And they're annoyed because they're like, well, we want to watch the Antiques Roadshow, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's this show where they go they get the junk from their attics and then the experts tell them what it's worth <laughs> and then they realize it's the same show they want to yeah. watch and i love like this family bonding moment where mm-hmm. they're really excited to watch the show together yeah though okay i i have a little bit of a problem with the simple fact that they're they're both very excited to do this they've both like centered their night around watching this show and when they turn it on it's already on and i'm mm-hmm. like why are you not if if the one thing I'm excited about that I'm talking about all day mm-hmm. is watching a show that I know when it starts, I'm gonna be there when it starts. That's it's only true. an hour long. Like it's true. And and they it just ends way too soon. It really does. It really does. But anyway, yeah, they're 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 enjoying some. Uh, but I love that Niles' reaction to this, where he's like, "I'll just check outside and make sure the world is hasn't ended." <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because they're both into the same thing mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. And yeah. I love that they created this drinking game around it <laughs> when mm-hmm. they say veneer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny. I looked up an Antiques Roadshow drinking game, and, mm-hmm. I, d- and I did find one. I actually found several, but the ones that I found all had drink when they say veneer and they it's always like a reference to Frasier. Like that one is specifically just for Fra- because of Frasier. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, like not because they necessarily say veneer a lot, but just because I of I think the- we've talked about like a Frasier drinking game like on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always like really hesitant to like come up with one because I don't want people to like yeah be don't don't be silly and drink too much and right. like yeah drinking games are a bad idea. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, but I mean like. I think the I concept of one is like funny and amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I like the idea. So, oh, because I was going to talk about what uh, I oh, think sorry, would sorry. be yeah, some yeah. interesting things, which is like whenever Fraser says something in French, uh huh, could be one. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. <laughs> um, I'm sure they are drinking the, games. Oh but yeah, I was absolutely. trying to think. Yeah. Um, I didn't put a lot of thought of it. I literally just thought of that one just now. The closest thing I ever wanted to do related to Frasier in a drinking game was when, for a while, I wanted to get... Part of the reason I wanted to track all these drinks was to then drink whatever they had before we recorded the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just there to, was that one episode where we drank a Valentine. There was. Like, yeah, yeah, very very early on, we definitely we did that. We definitely so. had wine during one of the like video podcasts. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we just do because we yeah. like to have a drink. Like, I mean, it's, it's $6 wine, I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just mean, like, I thought it would be interesting to drink what it is that they're drinking mm-hmm. in, in the episode. Well, I uh, remember the one time that I bought sherry. Mm-hmm. I did some research and mm-hmm. I found some sherry that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And everyone was super offended by the smell of the sherry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I got very sick. Well, sherry is really sweet, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. You're There's not different su- kinds. Right. That's why, you're, that's why it's served in such small glasses mm-hmm. is because you're not supposed to drink a lot of it mm-hmm. you're supposed to drink a very small it's a none sipping. of it was enjoyable i don't think yeah. it was very good cherry. It's, it's a it's a sipping wine that you're supposed to drink very like slowly and mm-hmm. so like and, well like, you know savor, i don't i yeah. just threw it in a giant goblet <laughs> which is my problem yeah it's a it's like a dessert i made like wine. a cheeky it's... drink out of it mm-hmm. yeah wasn't great no it doesn't sound great for me the only drinking game i would ever play is if I feel like having another drink, drink. Yep. That's the drinking game you should play. When you decide you're done, you're done. I, okay, so I have one for this podcast, which which is every time we go on a tangent. Don't. Don't. Don't do that. You'll die. You will yep. die. Um, I'm not, nothing recommended. <laughs> it's not recommended at all. Oh, I've got an idea. Uh, yeah, actually, play that drinking game Diana just suggested, except what you're drinking is a glass of water. Stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. Okay, Daphne, this is when Daphne walks in. She's got this, like, Donnie's mom's wedding dress. Mm-hmm, her, mm-hmm. her wedding gown, actually, yep. is the word she uses. Yeah. And then when she goes to, like, go try that on, mm-hmm. we find out when that the Antiques Roadshow is going to be in Seattle. <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. Next week. Yeah. So How exciting. What are the really, chances? They're really excited for yeah. it. Yeah. And then this is when Daphne comes back. Mm-hmm. From the, oh, isn't like Martin really excited about this and he runs off to go? Yeah, he ru- runs off to try and find something that he can bring. Um, to but get... it's like, 
Niles and Fraser collect antiques that they right. pay a lot of money for. Right. Shouldn't they know if anything Martin has is an antique? Well, the thing is, maybe, but at the same time... You have to be experts in it, I he, guess. He's going through his closet, and he's very... He's, we've brought up the, he's brought up the fact that he doesn't want them going into his room and going through his stuff in the past. So it's entirely possible he's got some stuff that like they just haven't seen and don't know. And also... He's got some stuff he wants to get checked out that they don't think is worth anything. That's true. But also, there was um, what I really like is the 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 we also have this sort of important moment where like because they haven't been talking right like because the whole point of this is they haven't been talking because Fraser and Niles are like looked down on Martin's family and now they're kind of coming back together again around the show and and I and I think that's sort of an important theme that we kind of glossed past is that like when when you see at one point Fraser and Niles in the kitchen just sort of like wow he's like he's just like it, it's it's like some it's like the whole rift is gone it's all cleared up and and also amazing the things that he's talking about like how like how did this even happen like where are we what is this it's the end of the world it does seem like the end of the world and then there's also what not the other reason Niles thinks might have uh it might have happened is he, he that maybe that money the maybe that panhandler he gave money to was a genie uh because all his wishes are coming true and that's oh, when yeah we, and that's when we see daphne coming out in donnie's mom's wedding gown which is like a crazy mini skirt uh-huh it's like like a go-go dancer outfit basically from the 60s like i think it's boots. super cute i think it's cute too but probably nothing that she wanted to get married in no no uh i would fully support anyone choosing to get married in this though just because like if this is your look yes go it's like for when it. didn't like pamela anderson get married in a bathing suit or like a bikini or something one of that the that seems correct but i, I, I don't, don't remember sure. yeah that that seems right but um yeah, she is not excited about wearing this uh, in the, uh, to her wedding uh, because... Doesn't she find out that it's not... Yeah, yeah. So she calls Donnie and is like, what are you What? What? What are you even thinking, basically? And we find out this is the wrong... She grabbed the wrong box. It's not the gown she was supposed to take. It's the one from Donnie's mother's third wedding in Las Vegas in the 60s. So also, again... Go Donnie's mom. Awesome. Like, like, I want, like, Donnie's mom just seems like somebody I could hang with. Like, just be like, yeah. Why, why, why is that? I don't know. She seems like. Because she had a wedding in Vegas? No, like, she just seems, I don't know. She, I'm saying, I'm not Fraser fancy. Uh, and so I could probably. You're go-go dress fancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel like. In the 60s, I am much more likely to have been hanging out with people that were, like, dressed to go go-go dancing. So, than... in the 60s, you were definitely wearing, like, bell-bottoms and, like... Well, no. In the 60s, that's yeah. more 70s. So, like, those really, really tight corduroy pants. I feel like that is... I might have been happen. wearing that. Yeah. Yeah. If if I wasn't, like... If I wasn't, like, more... Like, mod is 60s, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't go mod, then I would have gone... I don't know if you have the hair for mod... I I used to have a haircut that when I first got it, someone told me, like, oh, you have a real, that's a really mod haircut. That was one that what? I, yeah. When? It was when I first started really, like, wearing it longer and, and for a while, like, when I first did it. Yeah. You weren't actually there. You were away. It was a summer when, when you were out of town. 
I missed it. You did. You missed it. I missed it. your mod haircut. You did miss my mod haircut. I'm so sorry. I'm so sad. Yeah. Like, you had a Vespa and everything. <laughs> I've thought about it, but no, I would never get a Vespa now. Mostly for safety reasons. Like, I don't trust drivers in the Boston area enough to not we can be. You can go on Vespa trail. To, to not be completely surrounded by, like, vehicle when i'm yeah on we the can road. join a scooter gang and there's safety <laughs> numbers <laughs> okay here we go dave's least favorite thing about fraser it's the next section that's his least favorite thing is just sections. just other, another no, section no because it's you know it's it's a czar is born a czar why is that my least favorite a thing guar what what Guar is born. That no, would make this episode. No, because the name very... of the episode. Don't you not like when the no, name no. of the episode is a thing? No, my issue w- is when the episode opens with a title card, and that title card is not the title of the episode, because it feels to me like if you're going to put a title card at the opening of the episode, then that should be the title of your episode, because you're opening oh. the whole episode. I don't care if the title of the episode so is. So, do you a, think like a CD, you know, when the single comes out, has to be the first one on the album? No, but it's not a title track. Like, it doesn't have an actual like title card. Like, do you also think a song's chorus should dictate the title of the song? I think people should title their songs whatever they want to title it. I'm just saying you're being picky. I'm saying if you're going to put a title card at the beginning so here we see martin what martin's bringing to the antiques rocho mm-hmm. and it's a bear figure clock yeah it's got a little clock in its tummy mm-hmm. tummy mm-hmm. mctummerson yeah I, that's the name of the bear <laughs> yeah I, I like i like his question like do you think they'll put a dollar figure on it and fraser's just like that seems about right because fraser hates this clock he does not want it what's a family heirloom i haven't were they at the ro- is yeah they're at the roadshow. Oh, don't they start in the apartment? No, this section starts at the roadshow. Oh, okay. Well, who knows? My notes are bonkers. So, yeah, he immediately, like, they basically go and he immediately finds somebody to appraise this. Mm-hmm. Like, this all happens really quickly. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, now you're on TV. And they don't want to <laughs> be, Fraser and Niles don't want to be yeah. on TV because they think it'll be embarrassing. Right. And I like that Martin has this like kind of game face he decided because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be like all dopey and like shocked yeah. the by people whatever. he makes fun of basically right yeah. so he just he's gonna say pretty much what i figured mm-hmm. but when he's saying it on on the show it's really stiff and like yeah. bizarre especially because he's ignoring the fact that they're telling him some really big important stuff mm-hmm. right because the thing that he was saying is that like this is a clock that's been like passed down through their family for a long time mm-hmm. and what? So we find out yeah. what family that this clock is from. Yeah, it's Russian. It's from the Romanov family. Mm-hmm. And if the it's made by Andrei Karagin. I don't know if he's a real person, but it's made by Andrei Karagin. It's only ever been made. It was, they, they were all made by, for the Romanov family. You'd basically have to be in some way descended from the Romanovs to have this thing. Yeah, because all the, all the other clocks are in the, like, hermitage museum yeah Yeah, in st petersburg like it's you and and the whole time he's just like yes that's pretty much what i figured like this is important stuff you need to know that this is like a big deal and he's having no reaction whatsoever this feels like it would be what's funny what i'm gonna say it feels like terrible tv despite the fact that it's actually entertaining tv Mm -hmm. being on frazier for Mm -hmm. somebody watching antiques roadshow i'd just be like what are you 
what do you do? How are you having no reaction to yeah, this thing? Yeah, yeah, it would be weird. But I love, so they actually give the amount of what the clock is worth, mm-hmm. which is like $25,000. Uh-huh. And I love this is like Niles and like Fraser kind of trying to slink on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as they realize how important this clock is yeah. to be in the background. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just still saying, you know, that's pretty much what I figured. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what? then he has like an, a crazy reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, ka-ching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because he said that earlier when some when like uh, they were watching the show and somebody's writing desk, they said it was worth like $8,000. And so that was his reaction then. So uh, this is him like finally breaking character because he's like trying to be like oh, so calm about mm-hmm. it. And then they say it's 45000 and he just like yells ka-ching at the top of his lungs. It's like, yeah, you are just all of those other people. Yes. Um but but Fraser's still trying to hold it together. Like, mm-hmm. still trying to do that. But, yeah, that's what we learned. We learned that uh, it's a Romanoff clock uh, worth $25,000. Which just brings us back to Fraser's apartment. Suddenly, Fraser loves this clock. Mm-hmm. He wants to display it. Wants to find a nice place to put it out. Uh, even though he thought it was hideous before. And I was very excited to put it out there. So, this is, like, just such a Fraser thing. Yeah. Because he's so like pompous pompous yeah. mm-hmm. that he he won't just display something because it makes Martin happy. Right. He only cares now because it's worth money. Right. He he doesn't like I realize Fraser doesn't actually like anything. Fraser yeah. likes other people liking things. Yeah. Like which is the big problem yeah. about Fraser. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know we've we've said it like in different ways, but I think a lot of the things we've said about mm-hmm. Frazier—that's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. He likes other people liking things. Like I wonder if he actually likes the radio show. I think deep down he really does enjoy helping people. Like I mm-hmm. really do believe that he just yeah. is caught up in this glamour of being mm-hmm. like this kind of celebrity, having mm-hmm. the celebrity status. Yeah, he likes that more than just being able to help somebody. Right. He kind of loses sight of everything mm-hmm. because of that yeah so we find out like the his great grandma was russian mm-hmm. and they start wondering if maybe they're royalty yeah and like martin goes on this big thing <laughs> yeah i love this i love this moment of um of, of him just saying like i guess you would have found out anyway once i died yeah we're royalty and they're so like they're so like amazed and like excited when mm-hmm. he says the royalty and i just wish like there's they're the least self-aware people mm-hmm. in the world because like they have to how do they not realize he's joking when yeah he says yeah this? Like, well eventually he keeps going on and yeah, on yeah. and they realize that he's joking but i love that he says that you know the swans are what i miss most <laughs> mm-hmm. I lo- yeah it's very good very good and now, uh, so, but the real problem here is that like, they basically, because they were trying to be coy about asking if they're descended from the Romanovs, they basically have ruined all the, like, everything that, like, all the good, um, the good humor, the good spirits mm-hmm. they had developed uh, about, Yum. about being Crane, you know, when they seem to have problems with being part of the Crane family, and now, like, the things seem okay again and then they go and they ruin it by yeah it, so. and and it's like even after he kind of jokingly tells them that they were 
on the sly going to start looking into their family tree mm-hmm. and like yeah to honor him because they love the crane so much not because they want to find out if they're romanovs they just want to find out about mm-hmm. the family tree they're gonna also they're like we're gonna take a quick li- trip to the library maybe spend a few minutes on the internet and build out the entire family tree have you ever met somebody who's really into genealogy yep, yep. it takes forever it takes forever like and you're, they're never done right if if you start now, when we have, like, Ancestry.com and all that kind of stuff, it still takes forever. This is 1999, when they had to go to Cafe Nervosa to connect to the telephone lines mm-hmm. to get on the internet. Like, this is not going to be a few minutes on the internet. Mm-hmm. This is going to take a really, really long time. Yeah, and it's just going to be all dancing bananas. <laughs> yep, just some some hamsters. Though they had, like, if you go to the library, they actually had really good things for, like, genealogy at the library sure but like i'm saying special databases to help you with that sure i'm just saying it can't be any faster than what we have today oh yeah i totally like, agree with and that and what they have today takes forever yeah so it would have taken a long time i would be all about like ancestry.com except that it wants to like link you up with other people that are also on ancestry.com <laughs> like some kind of social networking thing uh-huh. i'm like Maybe I don't want to be connected to other parts of my family that are also searching on here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that should be, like, an option. Well, so but the problem is the the only way a site like that works is if you do make those connections. Yeah. You make I, those I, connections by one person. But I don't makes... want a person to contact me. I'm like, we haven't known each other this entire time. Why are you suddenly going to make my life better? Like, maybe there's a reason why we're not talking. Yeah, but I feel like that's the thing. Most people who are signing up for Ancestry.com, they're, it's because they care about I want I on the sly. I want on the sly. No, no. Your family being gigantic has not ever been a good thing. Like, you just keep your circle small. Uh-huh. You know, then you know who you're tight with. And the more people you allow in, the more enemies you have. <laughs> when you just turn up floating in the family pool three summers later you know it's gonna be old aunt griselda you know black sheep of the family literally she's a black sheep and she's rammed you in the pool mm-hmm. uh so if any of you listening are one of my literally over a hundred cousins that diana met uh she doesn't mean you when she's talking about not, not have having a big family is never good she means other theoretical very big families i I wasn't i wasn't talking about that (laughs) i I wasn't talking about that in specifically it's a joke (laughs) i know that's what i'm saying watch out watch out there's sheep (laughs) just in in the world (laughs) they sure are they sure are push you places Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're just out there Mm -hmm. buying and stuff and looking adorable and doing leaps and stuff Mm -hmm. look everything is fine now (laughs) everyone's sleeping better Mm -hmm. because of the sheep because of the sheep yeah 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 and it's fine Mm -hmm. and nothing is bad happened that i said Mm -hmm. i just offended everyone (laughs) i just offended everyone it's a disaster moving on you know what's Uh, not offensive before we move on there's one thing that is mentioned multiple times in this the episode the jackalope that's what i was moving on oh, to oh, okay, the jackalope okay, okay. i thought you're moving on martin's to chasing eddie with uh-huh. the jackalope yeah yeah that he also wanted to get appraised uh 
which I also find very amusing, because you know a jackalope isn't worth anything. Like It's worth a lot to me. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's not something Can we just you might... talk about whatever that thing was with Dave Coulier and he did the jackalope boys? On, oh, yeah, on America's Funniest People. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent was into that. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like everybody loved that jackalope then. Yeah, why? I don't know. And also, like... It was just a simple time back then. It was, it was just simple. It really was. It was just a simple time. So, well, okay. The interesting thing... The thing, the reason I think that show in particular worked is not because of the jackalope stuff. That was more just filler. Mm-hmm. It was like, we didn't have YouTube yet. Mm-hmm. So that was everybody trying to do what would then become YouTube later. Yeah. Because on America's Funniest Home Videos... When that first came out, that's just home videos. That's just home videos. You weren't, you couldn't make. It wasn't supposed to be staged stuff. Yeah, it yeah. had to be candid. Yeah. So America's Funniest People was basically they said like, well, America's Funniest Home Videos is so popular, people are trying to stage stuff to send to us. We need somewhere to put it, mm-hmm. and so they made, and they were like, well, the other Full House guy is popular on America's Funniest Home Videos. Let's put the other the one. The better one. <laughs> the other one. I'm saying. The one that didn't I couldn't already... Get, they couldn't get Uncle Jesse is what you're saying. Well, he was out with the Beach Boys. That's he was true. busy. He didn't have... He did, I'm sorry. You don't have time to do a Jackalope voice when you're touring with the Beach He's Boys. He's not the one that did a Jackalope voice. Yeah. Dave Coulier? Dave Coulier, not Uncle Jesse. I know. I'm saying <laughs> he didn't have time to do the show that needed a Jackalope like, voice. Well, yeah, but he never did that kind of goofy stuff anyways. Right. I'm saying... Look, I'm a longtime fan of Dave Coulier, mm-hmm. if you're listening. <laughs> I'm saying fan. hosting a show like that, he didn't have time to do that because he was busy touring with the Beach Boys. Right, right. I you, don't remember even that guy's name. John now. Stamos? Yes, I could not think of it. I kept thinking of his like full house name. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that is not His name Cochran. is not John Katsopoulos. Yeah. Or Cochran. Right. Depending on which episode you're watching. That was like two episodes where it he was. had that last name. Yeah, and then he was like, I want to be more Greek. And so they made him the most Greek. Um, and super into Elvis. Yes, yeah. Can you imagine being in Elvis now? I mean, I know there are people <laughs> in the Elvis now, but I mean, like, I don't think you would have that in a show. Yeah. Would you? I, I feel f- like we were really still in the Elvis at that time. I feel like if you were going to have a character on TV right now, like... A young, like a young it man, mm-hmm. youngish man mm-hmm. character. It would be he'd he'd be foreign. It would be one of those weird. Like I don't know why the foreign guy is into Elvis, but like that seems like it's like I could see that being a trope. Like, like Elvis a, is still a, a trait. iconic. Right. Don't get me wrong. I just think like we don't have that. Like it's because it's just been it's so many years later. Right. I just feel like you'd make him. Like, the a sitcom writer, if they're going to do that, it would be a character that's also vaguely foreign, like Fez from that 70s show and, like, oh, the guy from, like, yeah. Big Bang Theory or whatever. Where I was, was thinking like, about that guy from that waitress show, Two Broke yeah, Girls. Yeah, right, exactly. Which, which is always, like, the offense, like, there's not right, especially done well. Yeah, like, yeah, especially because usually it's just an american guy doing an accent on when for that character which just makes it worse oh Uh, yeah so but i just feel like that's how you that's the only way you end up with a character that's really into like elvis like on a tv show today but uh but it just made sense in the 90s yeah he's a 
c- cool motorcycle riding like guy in a band that like is really into his hair and Elvis. Yeah, the coolest guy in the nineties. Yeah. What's cooler than his Elvis impression? Nothing. Oh, he wears a pink tank top and plays with the Beach Boys? Even cooler. Mm-hmm. Yes, that guy, the coolest guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he was. Like, it just worked. Because you just said he was. And but and you know what? That's the trick. Just decide you're the coolest. Like what you like, and then decide that makes you the coolest, and it does. Well, this is Life Lessons, brought to you yeah. by Dave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, now we're back in Cafe Nervosa. Mm-hmm. There's no jackalope here or a guy wearing a pink tank top. I mean, there could be. I mean, I I didn't see It'd probably one. be under like a jacket or something. Okay, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Roz and Frazier are... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Roz is there. Are they both doing no. research? Fra- Frazier's there on his laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Roz is there Roz to up. meet her date. Her date, yeah. And so we find out like he a- emailed her a photo, mm-hmm. which Frazier recognizes as being the Bidwell's catalog mm-hmm. guy. He thinks she's getting catfished. Way before we yeah, knew what catfishing yep, was, yep. he immediately was like, you're getting catfished. So I love that he recognizes because he's like, I bought those socks and, and driving shoes. Mm-hmm. What's a driving shoe? I I mean. Comfy shoe to drive The thing in. is like the shoes he normally wears around mm-hmm. are not good shoes for driving. I don't like wearing dress shoes when i'm driving mm-hmm. because the heel makes the whole makes my foot feel like it's in the wrong place it doesn't okay. move right so i could see you like having special shoes just for driving if you're a person that wears dress shoes most of the time that makes sense something so, that looks nice and i like that noel comes in mm-hmm. she, so she immediately thinks it was noel yeah. especially because he's like oh look an empty seat right next to you mm. oh, oh, oh. i hate noel so much i hate him <laughs> hate him even though this isn't what he's doing. He I know. isn't doing this. I hate him. And then, yeah, so Roz starts just, <laughs> you know, like hitting Noel because he, she thinks that this is a joke that he did. Right. Then we see the Bidwells guys mm-hmm. looking at all this. This man's so tall. <laughs> he's a tall man. So tall. Uh-huh. And then he walks out. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I feel like you have to let your date explain what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Because... I mean, this was definitely a time. This was the time when you just thought everyone was fake on the internet, which is right. weird because I feel like more people are fake on the internet now. Sure, but also at the same time, most most people have so much of an internet persona now that it's a little easier to sort of track down and be like, "Oh, there's evidence of this person actually existing." Yeah. Whereas before, if like you just put up a fake picture or whatever, I'd be like, "I don't know. This is." the only picture my computer's capable of downloading on my internet plan this year. Like, (laughs) well, because it's like this, um, as an example, like, of just the way things have advanced, I saw this thing on Twitter pointing out, it was a gift from hackers, and the main character was, like, pulling floppy disks out of his pocket uh, just to, like, look cool. And somebody pointed... Like hackers do. Yeah, you know, how hackers always are looking... And then somebody pointed out that the GIF that they were playing mm-hmm. was bigger than what would fit on the floppy disk he's holding oh, yep. in that scene. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, like the just a single GIF. You see hundreds of them a day, and they're bigger than what we used to have, like, an entire program on. 
just in your pocket like that's really scary yeah um but anyway but also it's easier to it's easier to fake an identity but it's also easier to verify one now yeah by like so Roz tries to go after the bidwells guy uh and then niles i love that niles walks in he goes oh just saw the bidwells guy Uh and i love that yeah also i really hope he did would give her another chance because the thing is if i walked in if i had a date with somebody and i walked in and i saw her just like beating a man over the head with my picture i probably would definitely hesitate for mm-hmm. like what's going on but she was like no this dude's a stalker and mm-hmm. i thought he had been he had tricked me mm-hmm. he showed up when we had a date mm-hmm. i thought that was part of his i thought he was faking to be you and also like but- if you send someone a photo of a calendar essentially yeah. like yeah like a weird glamour shot yeah. version you might question that right i would i wouldn't you would send a candid photo not like a posed photo right right yeah but also it's not in 1999 it wouldn't necessarily have been super easy to get a digital photo of yourself that you could send to somebody you had to find like a scanner or you were seeing one- your face and just all squished. No <laughs> one looks good that way. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm just saying, like scanners weren't that great back then. You had to like hover your face and you look like you're telling a ghost story mm-hmm. because only like certain parts of you would light up mm-hmm. from the like scanner light. Mm-hmm. I don't have any experience to sure. doing weird stuff nope. like that. Would never would never. Um, so scanners are fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's what, anyway, so then, that yeah, as you said, Niles shows up, and he, he's been looking through some Russian antiquity catalogs, and oh, right. the bear clock disappeared in 1879, which is the same year where we find out that their great-great-grandmother emigrated from Russia, which means we're really looking a whole lot like this is that, Ro- this is Romanov's clock, and that's when Fraser gets that call from uh, Dr. Mishkin mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Russian, Russian embassy. embassy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some important information. Why can't he just say it over the phone? Uh, I think I know why he can't say it over the phone. He definitely has a reason he wants to be in the room. And that's what we're going to find out when well, he gets into the room. Well, Martin shows up and he yeah. starts talking about how someone offered him 26K for the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he wants a fishing boat. Yeah. Yeah. It has like a crazy name. It's the Wave Pounder 450. It's got a fun deck. It's great for... What, fun. It? It's good for fishing, cruising, or just playing tubing. I like how tubing they don't... is great. I love me some tubing. Have you, like, like a tuba? <laughs> I've, I've never done any tubing. I have done some French horning <laughs> in my life. I've done some French horning. I've done some French horning. A little, uh, significantly more flutin', a little bit of saxophonin'. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like some kind of crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've never done any tubin', but I have gone tubin'. I've also gone tubin'. I absolutely have. It's fun. It's a fun time. I, the best part is just to get in the tube and just don't do anything. <laughs> just floatin'. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. That if is you also- admit turn any word just take the g off the end mm-hmm. it just sounds fun yeah it just does fun. like Dodie's wedding yeah i would go to Dodie's wedding i know and i would also go tubing or cruising in a boat 
I'm less into fishing. What What about that game? What's that, that Cruising USA or whatever? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go play some Cruising USA. Mm-hmm. You kidding? Love me some Cruising USA. That's, that's what a I'm good saying. Game. That's a good game. I mean, that's so the thing is like my my neighbor had uh like. Fun deck. Well, he had a boat that we could go towing behind. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it was a, he had a, this really nice boat. Oh, we, I never done it on a boat. Yeah, no, I think this is talking about like pulling behind a boat while oh, you hold it. Oh, I just what, went in a tube down a river. Oh no! Well, yeah, that's the other. That's also tubing. No, mm-hmm. I this I think this is referring to like you tie it to a boat mm-hmm. and like hold on and it like bounces along the waves and oh. stuff. Oh no, that's fun. That sounds terrible. I we were supposed to go water skiing uh skiing. with them water skiing, but. I don't remember why we never ended up doing it. We we Boat spent broke. a bunch of time learning how by like my friend on the other side of our house had just this big open field. You've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took the they put us on the water skis in that field and tied a rope to us and then just ran and pulled us so we could figure out how to like pull ourselves up and mm-hmm. stand up on them because it's hard to figure out how to stand up when you're actually in water. So it's easier to get used to the balance of like pulling yourself up onto this on the skis on land and mm-hmm. then go out there but then for whatever reason we never ended up actually going out water skiing it's weird but we went tubing behind that boat a lot it's fun times fun times okay here we go i like the name of this mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. um oh but the important thing is that like the boat, the boat they're not costs gonna 26k it's 26k yeah um, the, but they want to handle the sell of it because yeah. they can get like 30k yeah they know well because they know a lot about antiques mm-hmm. they, they, which and is true th- it do. is true so he, they're gonna they're gonna handle it for they're him. gonna they're gonna get the mission mm-hmm. uh, what I'm, <laughs> I'm leading us into the next section yeah which mission accomplished i know it's so good it's good it's it really good, good. mm-hmm so Daphne is doing the laundry, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the Michigan has shown up. Yeah, yeah. And Fraser's I love. Apartment. I love uh, that F- Fraser's like, oh, this is a good caviar time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Daphne, it's caviar time. Yeah. She's like, like, I'm doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. I'm not. She's like, I'm, I'm glad she has this reaction mm-hmm. here because this again is a thing that always bothers me. Daphne is not the maid. Daphne is not a servant. She is a live-in nurse. Mm-hmm. Like she is a nurse and like like physical therapist. She's not a maid. So when Fraser's like Russian and like person that works at the Russian em- embassy shows up and he wants to give him some caviar, okay, go get it, Fraser. Mm-hmm. Go get it yourself. Daphne is not there to serve well, you it's caviar. Weird that, like Niles wouldn't just go get it then. Well, I think I think both of them are trying to play up their like importance to this guy because oh. they think he's going to prove that they're royalty. And the idea of them going to get it when their servant is just going to like do laundry, like she should be the she's gonna they're gonna have her go serve it. But like it just really bothers me. Like she's not. And and to be clear, this is not even to like disparage like people who do work as servants or whatever. Like, cool, good job. Like. It's good on you, but like that's not her job. She is. I know, but she does do some of that. But yeah, but I just if she does it, it should be because it's part of taking care of Martin, which is her job. Is taking I care her, of his. I I don't really know what her job description is as of right now. She is a trained 
like healthcare professional. Okay, I'm not having my, an argument. Okay. No, I know, I know. All I, right, let's just, let's continue on. So we have, you know, the Princess Diaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have like Sonia Romanoff's like diary where mm-hmm. she met what an American? An, yeah, a commoner from America and fell yeah, in love. Yeah, and like yeah. they fell in love. They wanted to get married, but they couldn't do that. Yeah. So they sort of they got the maid to help. Yeah. Like yeah. sneak out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that's when they left, you know, in 1879. So the maid like smuggled all these things off, uh, like out, and literally just made off with them. Yeah, just stole them. Didn't meet up with them or yeah. anything. Yeah. And then they obviously think their, you know, great great grandma was Sonia. Right. No, it was the maid. Yeah. Which like, of course it was the maid. Of course it was the maid. I do like how even when it's clear that like. The story he's telling is this clock disappeared in 1879 because a scullery maid stole it. They're still like, so how did our great great grandmother get the clock back? Mm-hmm. Like, no, she she didn't lose it. So I she actually, what happens next, where you know this Michigan takes the clock? Uh huh. I don't think legally he can do this. He can't. But the point is, they let him because. Like, okay, you can fight it. Like, because, like, yeah, he decides it needs to go to the museum. So he mm-hmm. just walks off with it. And they're, they try and stop him. But basically, he's like, well, you can fight it if you want. Then the whole story is going to come out. And the whole story is going to include the fact that, basically, your great-great-grandmother stole this. And then, because this is a thing that people look negatively on unfairly like became a prostitute and if you want that story to come out feel free like then we then you can fight it or you can just let me leave with it now and fraser and niles basically pick their reputation over what possible legal ramifications and like he might have and uh let him go and now martin's home with Mm -hmm. his new rv yeah yeah, his new $30,000 Winnebago. So, he wants to go to Elmo, Nebraska. Uh-huh. Because I got a whole mess of cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, the thing is, like, I love why he picks this. Which is that, like, he was going to pick that boat, but they've been getting along well again. Mm-hmm. The whole point, the whole, like, thrust of this episode is that their shame about the Cranes, the Crane family has broken apart like the the, like the them from their father Mm -hmm. and in the end they screw up they figure out like the their true family's history they lose thirty thousand dollars but they do fix things martin wants to spend time with them he doesn't want to get a boat because they don't like boats they don't niles doesn't like being on a boat fraser doesn't like fishing why get a boat why not get something that they can actually spend some time together? So I really like the way this ends, mm-hmm. which is like Martin wants to fix things. Martin wants to spend time together, which is great. It is great. I think, yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. But now they're both out like 15000 mm-hmm. each. Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess we're done with the thing and you know, the after bit. Well, but also oh, I don't they're okay. still so desperate to get some sort of cultural relevance that um niles points out henry james once had a liaison with a russian prostitute in new york and so so they decide that maybe that's what they've discovered is that she's that because she 
that can't just be the story. And like, you know what? I mean, it's Sometimes actually a pretty fantastic story. It's a pretty fantastic story, actually. Yeah, it is. But a, your like, your great great grandmother stole from the royal family. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So if I heard that that was the like my family's history, I would tell everybody. Heck yeah, my yeah. I feel like there's probably ramifications for that. What I like, mean, I guess if, like the statute of limitations would be like way over. Yeah. Also, that the statute of limitations is going back to Russia. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, no, I'm I'm making a joke about it being a statue of limitations because it's a bear. Uh, it's anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, you can't get like. Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Let's talk about Niles's daydream. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where he's having the dream of uh, Daphne comes out and does a little dance mm-hmm. in her little go-go wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is it well because he's having this dream because he like passes out on the couch after mm-hmm. drinking the vodka that they had. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I just remembered something that happened that I forgot to bring up when Daphne was out the first time mm-hmm. in her go-go dress. There is a part where they're just like he like once Daphne finds out what this dress mm-hmm. you know thing really is, she just thinks it's hilarious. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks it's hilarious. They're laughing and laughing. Daphne's laughing so hard she's just doubled over in laughter. In front of Niles. And when she doubles over in laughter, he gets up on his tiptoes to look down her shirt. What? Yeah. Like, she's, she's definitely, like, there, he very clearly gets up on his tiptoes and, like, he has his eyes definitely, like, directed down. He is clearly trying to get a look down her, like, top because she's doubled over laughing uh, wearing this thing. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It's pretty, like, blatant and gross. Like... Like, I wish that didn't need to happen. Like, I get him being like, oh, I want a picture of you, yeah, I mean, yeah. which is so gross. I feel like in a different way. Yeah. It's um, one thing when, yeah, it's one thing. Like, when just you- admire. See, this is the thing. It's just like there's a difference between like checking someone out and being like, oh, I'm checking you out. Like, I mean, try not to be obvious about it. And right. then leering at someone right. making them uncomfortable. Right. And I feel like we see like Niles cross that line a yeah. lot. Yeah. And and it's like, ah ha, ha it's funny. Yeah. Except that I mean this is a real thing that happens yeah. and makes lots of people uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially because the difference between like looking and seeing someone and make it like in the way that they have presented themselves mm-hmm. and being attracted to that. And this getting on your tiptoes to look down somebody's shirt or whatever mm-hmm. is that that's not what she's trying to display to him. He's trying to get an angle of something that she is clearly still trying to keep private. Mm-hmm. And he's try- go- trying to go beyond a boundary level that, like, mm-hmm. she's choosing to present. Right. And that's when it's gross. Mm-hmm. If she if she's choosing to be revealing, be wearing something super revealing, and he's just seeing what she's showing awesome well i mean you can't like prevent that it's like okay so if you're wearing a shirt and it has low cleavage right and like Mm -hmm. somebody looks at your cleavage i mean in a way like i said isn't obvious well i mean you know it's there like there's like a way and then there's like a way to stare at it make someone feel uncomfortable right so i think it's just it's that limit you know it's like because you walk around and look at good looking people all the time right Right. you can be like oh that person's attractive or that's a nice top they're wearing Mm -hmm. or whatever and you just are normal Mm -hmm. right and like that's the thing without this one moment that's just an amusing scene 
But that yeah. one thing, I'm like, oh no, don't, oh, don't do boo, that. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. Boo. Um, Drinks. 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 Okay. So no, I'm asking for one. Yeah, I know. That's what I, what I was thinking you meant. Okay, so drinks in this episode. Uh, first, there's the bottle of wine that uh, Fraser had earmarked for watching Antiques Roadshow. It's a Chateau Bechevel. Martin drinks a number of Valentines. Uh, they do open another bottle of wine. Uh, I don't know if it's meant to be the same bottle because he specifically says he's got a bottle of mm-hmm. this. Uh, they do open another one uh, for their drinking game, but then the show ends before they really get into that veneer (laughs) yeah there's some sherry and then there's the vodka at the end i'm assuming it's vodka and they never actually say but i i would i would assume Mm -hmm. it's that okay there are no callers so let's rate the episode what are you rating it i am going to give it uh 4.7 kino brothers what (laughs) you knew i was gonna bring up the kino brothers uh no actually i i was not surprised that you did i figured oh, okay. you probably would but they were they're the one person i oh. know i mean the other would would have been hans dietrich but he's not real uh oh. so he's the person they name yeah. as being on the show but he's but not real it's weird that you chose a character that isn't in the episode i know i do that sometimes so i did it five out of five romanoff swans <laughs> very nice very nice <laughs> okay that brings us to the section of the episode called We're Listening, where we respond to the things that you can send us. Uh, so if you want to contact us, you can either tweet at us uh, at Fraser Podcast. You can email us at FraserPod at gmail.com. You can uh, go to Facebook.com slash FraserPodcast and write to us there. Or you can go to TGIFRK.com and go to the contact page and reach us there. Uh, so we got a couple of messages this week. For this first one, before I go into this, I need to give a little bit of backstory because depending on when you listen to the last episode, part of this might not make any sense. So, last week, I was talking about a thing that where uh, John Legend basically steals all of Chrissy Teigen's like, iPhone chargers mm-hmm. whenever she buys new ones. In that, I said Chrissy Teigen's name. I said I was about... The thing is, I'm terrible with names. Like, mm-hmm. Diana knows this. I'm really bad at remembering people's names. So when I said it, I was pretty, like, I was, like, 90% sure. Oh, it's not the, not the right name? No, it is. I'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get there. I was, like, 90% sure. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, uh, partially at Diana's prompting, to be 100% sure. Oh, right, right. So I paused, went to go check to make sure that I was right, and then confirming that I was right, continued what I was saying because I didn't want her identifying feature to be being John Legend's wife. I wanted to give her actual name. I wanted to make sure that I got that mm-hmm. right. Then I went to edit out all the bits where I wasn't sure and I cut out like the bits where I was doing searching mm-hmm. for it and everything and somehow cut out both times that I actually said her name. So it sounds like I only described her as Chrissy as as John Legend's wife and never said her name. I accidentally cut it out both times. I've since put up a version that doesn't have that cut out. So depending on if you downloaded it right away or if you downloaded it the, the episode three days after it came out will affect whether or not this next bit makes any sense or oh. one of the things in this next bit makes any sense. So because uh, this is an email from Sean Holland okay. uh, who wrote about a few things. First, he said, I've never seen Speed 2, but Jason Patrick is a replacement Keanu Reeves. 
So, okay. uh, yeah. I don't uh, know who that is. <laughs> well, that's for anybody who didn't know who I was talking about, who but who was basically playing the Keanu Reeves character, but wasn't him. Uh, then he said, uh, also, Chrissy Teigen is John Legend's wife. Mm-hmm. So thank you for looking that up. I did know, but <laughs> it didn't sound like I did when it came out. Uh, and then he said, um, interestingly, this last episode reminded me of the one where Niles and Frazier try to share office space and fight and get couples therapy, which is, of course, a disaster. I oh, would, yeah, yeah. That's a good episode. And, and yeah, I would say that uh, the most recent one is mm-hmm. very similar because, again, they're fighting with each other but anyway so he says he goes on to say i looked it up and sure enough it was also written by christopher lloyd oh cool so yeah he like definitely has a style he writes very good episodes mm. i think so but yeah thank you uh and then we also got an email from uh patrick cole who i'm only going i'm not going to read all of it because some of it just, i always feel uncomfortable reading certain praising bits but uh we, but uh some very nice things to us here but he just said uh love the show i just recently found the podcast years late which Side note, you're not late. You're just here now. You're on time. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he said, found the podcast years late and really enjoy the breakdowns. I've seen every episode of Frasier at least four or five times, probably more. It is my go-to thing to watch when I get home from work and relax before the wife gets home. I literally just finished episode uh, 208, Adventures in Paradise Part 1, and I hope to catch up before you finish. I'm a bread delivery driver, so I drive a lot, and I'm listening at two times speed. I think I can do it. Uh, Looking forward to what's ahead. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I think you'll catch up. If you're already halfway through season two, uh, I think you're definitely going to catch up because it's going to take us several years to actually finish uh, the, the rest of the show. So you'll probably catch up with us. But uh, anyway, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you so much uh, for listening. Again, thank. I feel like we've got a fair number of new listeners now. Mm-hmm, so yeah, welcome. Thank, yes, welcome. Welcome all of you. Thank you all for listening. It's exciting uh, to have you all here. And uh, thank you for listening thank you for your support thank you for uh, your messages uh looking forward to hearing from all of you uh in the future and and thank you to everybody who has written in the past and all that so mm-hmm. anyway did you have anything else you wanted to say no nope. all right so also i like how people keep writing uh, like multiple people keep writing to us that are really into have watched all the episodes multiple times where like it just makes me feel like i just know nothing i just you know don't nothing. know you don't know anything yeah i just I, am I mean, a, about Frasier. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know a lot about Tubin. I do. <laughs> I do know a fair amount about Tubin. But... He's a scholar. <laughs> a Tubin scholar. Tubin scholar. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was going to try to make some reference to that being like a thing that famous people are. Like, uh, yes, I'm one of the great Tubin scholars of, of the University of Tubin, but I... I, I don't know. It didn't come out right. <laughs> Are you keeping that in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I fully intend to keep that. Bit, oh, okay. Me, me ter- doing that terrible joke there. Anyway. A uh, plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> not a joke scholar, I see. No, no. Not a joking scholar. No. Uh, no, just a tubin scholar. So, with that mess, uh, this has been episode 707, Azar is Born, and this is TJF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night!